SBS Radio. In this bulletin, traditional owners seek landmark Fortescue Metals case to be heard on country in remote WA. Australia bids for 2026 UN Climate Summit at a conference in Egypt. And doubts raised about the federal government's industrial relations bill. Traditional owners have asked for a landmark native title case to be heard on country in remote WA instead of over conventional courtroom. Yindibandi traditional owners want their compensation claim in a long-running claim against mining magnet Andrew Forrest's Fortescue Metal Group to be held on country. Earlier this year, the Yindibandi Aboriginal Corporation, YAC, asked the federal court to make a ruling on compensation after negotiations over a land use agreement failed. YAC told the court it wanted to call about 20 witnesses across 10 days with sessions to be held on country near the Solomon Hub and in the town of Robon, where most Yindibandi people live. On-country hearings would allow Yindibandi people to share experiences of cultural loss which they say were caused by the mine. The federal government says it is still well represented at Egypt's COP27 climate summit despite the absence of Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Minister for International Development and the Pacific, Pat Conroy, is among those attending as he pushes Australia's bid to co-host the 2026 UN Climate Conference with Pacific Nations. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek says Mr Albanese chose to forego the conference amid other commitments and will remain in Canberra before attending the East Asia Summit and G20 meeting. She has dispelled concerns that Mr Albanese's choice not to attend COP27 could damage Australia's chances of hosting the 2026 summit. I think Australia is very well represented and the most important thing here is Australia has already demonstrated by the laws that we have passed that we are serious about addressing climate change uh, and the international community knows that. The Industrial Relations Bill proposed by the Labour government is expected to pass the House of Representatives this week. Minister for the Environment, Tanya Plibersek, has defended the project saying it will have a positive effect on lifting wages that is overdue. We are very confident that the industrial relations laws that we are proposing will see increases, pay increases, much needed pay increases for the lowest paid workers. We know that for a decade, almost a decade, the previous government kept wages low. We know that the previous government said that low wages are a deliberate design feature of their economic architecture. We're in very different times now. The coalition opposes the bill on the ground that it caters to the will of unions and will create more strikes. Liberal MP Paul Fletcher has taken aim at the lack of debate, claiming the government is trying to force the bill through the House without a proper discussion. Why is Labor wanting to use its numbers to ram this through the House of Representatives? Labor needs to stand up for ordinary Australians uh, rather than the union bosses uh, and the coalition calls on Labor to allow this to be properly debated. Home Affairs.
Affairs Minister for Home Affairs Claire O'Neill says the immigration system in Australia is broken and faces grotesque issues, taking aim at her predecessor Peter Dutton. Ms O'Neill referred to cases when the system was used for human trafficking, such as the recent revelation that a man once condemned for his crime in the UK was let into Australia. Speaking to the ABC, she blamed, she blamed Peter Dutton, who headed the Australian immigration system for seven years. Um, there's a little bit of um, a political issue here for um, Peter Dutton. He was, you know, sort of went around the country talking about what a tough guy he was on the borders, but at the same time was presiding over a system which was being used to facilitate criminal conduct. And I'm really worried about that, and I think we need to get some answers about why that's occurred. But there's a big opportunity piece to this conversation here as well, and I don't want that to get missed. Mr O'Neill has initiated a review of Australia's immigration system to be conducted by a panel of three experts. Medibank has confirmed they will not pay the ransom that hackers have demanded to not release information from its data breach. The health insurance provider has announced the cyber criminals have accessed the names, dates of birth, phone numbers and email addresses of around 9.7 million current and former customers but did not access primary documents such as driver's licenses. Credit card and banking details have also banking details have also not been leaked. Medibank CEO David Kochka says that paying the demanded ransom could encourage the criminal to directly extort customers and there's a strong chance that paying puts more people in harm's way by making Australia a bigger target. The federal government is warning Australians are likely to lose $4 billion to scammers this year, almost double the 2021 figures. Nearly 140,000 losses have been reported to authorities between January and August for this, of this year, costing consumers, businesses and the economy hundreds of millions of dollars. Financial Services Minister Stephen Jones says scammers are taking advantage of Australians when households are already facing monetary pressures through the rising cost of living. He says the response needs a combined government approach which will help deliver on Labor's election promise to set up a new anti-scam establishment. I'm delighted to announce that we're taking the first step in our anti-scam policy. Uh, We'll be establishing a national anti-scam centre through the ACCC to ensure that we can in real time have a coordinated and rapid response to scams that are moving their way through the economy. At least 19 people have died after a passenger plane crashed into Lake Victoria in Tanzania, trying to land at a nearby airport. Flight PW494, operated by Prison Precision Air, hit the water during storms and heavy rain as it was approaching Bukoba Airport, according to the state Tanzania Broadcasting Corporation. The plane was carrying 39 passengers, including an infant, as well as four crew members. Rescuers in boats rushed to the wreckage, which was almost fully submerged, to pull out trapped passengers, with local authorities reporting 24 survivors were saved by emergency services. CEO of Precision Air, Patrick Warner, says his company will provide support for victims and their families. We have opened a family assistance centre for the sake of passengers who are affected and the relatives who are following the rescue efforts. We've opened the centre to provide information of the incident. We urge journalists to disseminate the correct information from reliable sources. 
Political leaders from both sides of the divide have made their closing arguments to voters two days before the U.S. midterm elections. Former Presidents Barack Obama and Donald Trump have ended their campaigns in Pennsylvania, which has proven to be a key battleground state in determining who will control Congress. Mr. Obama is framing the election as a referendum on American democracy. Truth and facts and logic and reason and basic decency are on the ballot. Democracy itself is on the ballot. The stakes are high. While Mr. Trump is pushing his agenda that his rival his rivals are ill-equipped to lead the country. With your vote, you can reject left-wing maniacs. You can reject left-wing tyranny and proudly declare that America will always remain a free country. The party in control of Congress, currently President Biden's Democrat Democrat Party, often loses its majority in the midterms, so a shift to a Republican majority would not be surprising. But any dramatic political shift in the current climate could cause further unrest in a country increasingly divided over issues such as gun control, voting and reproductive rights. Back home, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus has written a letter to former Prime Minister Scott Morrison about information disclosed in the recently published book Plagued Australia's Two Years of Hell. Authored by political journalists Simon Benson and Geoff Chambers, the book provides a behind-the-scenes account of Scott Morrison's government during the pandemic. Last week, it was referred to the Attorney General's department amid concerns it may contain leaked cabinet information. In his letter to Mr. Morrison, Mr. Dreyfus says the disclosures of cabinet discussions and deliberations undermine cabinet confidentiality and security, adding that he hopes there will be no further incidences from the former government that compromise the integrity of the cabinet process. Victoria's gambling regulator has fined Melbourne's Grand Casino $120 million for breaching its responsible service of gambling obligations. The Victorian Gambling and Casino Control Commission has imposed two fines on Crown as part of its disciplinary action based on the extensive findings of the 2021 Royal Commission. The Commission found the South Bank Casino had breached its code of conduct for responsible gambling over several years, failing to prevent gambling harm to its customers. VGCC chairwoman Fran Thorne says the fines should send a powerful message to Crown that the Commission will not tolerate misconduct that exposes the community to increased risks of gambling harm. And to sport and in rugby league, Samoa is through to the World Cup semi-finals for the first time in history. It will face England for a spot in the final after a 2018 victory over Tonga in an intense quarter-final in Warrington. England humiliated Samoa 60-6 in the tournament opener, but the stakes will be higher when they meet again at the Emirates Stadium on Sunday, November 13. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Bruma partly cloudy day, 30 degrees, Perth mostly sunny 25, Adelaide sunny 29, Melbourne a sunny day, then a shower of 2, 25, Hobart mostly sunny 21, Albury Wodonga partly cloudy 24, Canberra showers and a possible storm 22, Wollongong mostly sunny 23, Sydney much the same 24, Newcastle sunny 25, Brisbane a shower of 2, 25, Townsville a mostly sunny day, 30 degrees, Cairns partly cloudy 30 
31, Alice Springs sunny 36, Darwin a shower of 234 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands a partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 33 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.